A reading from the book of the prophet Isaiah, beginning at the 55th chapter, the first verse. Oh, everyone who thirsts, come to the waters. And you that have no money, come, buy and eat. Come, buy milk and wine without money and without price. Why do you spend your money for that which is not bread? and your labor for that which does not satisfy. Listen carefully to me. Eat what is good and delight yourselves in rich food. Incline your ear and come to me. Listen so that you may live. I will make with you an everlasting covenant, my steadfast, sure love for David. See, I made him a witness to the peoples, a leader and a commander for the peoples. See, you shall call nations that you do not know, and nations that do not know you shall run to you because of the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel. For God has glorified you. Seek the Lord while the Lord may be found. Call upon God while God is near. Let the wicked forsake their way, while the unrighteous their thoughts. Let them return to the Lord, that God may have mercy on them and to our God, for God will abundantly pardon. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are your ways my ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. For as the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return there until they have watered the earth, making it spring forth and sprout, giving seed to the sower and bread to the eater, so shall my word be that goes out from my mouth. It shall not return to me empty, but it shall accomplish that which I purpose, and succeed in the thing for which I sent it. For you shall go out in joy and be led back in peace. The mountains and the hills before you shall burst into song, and all the trees of the field shall clap their hands. Instead of the thorn, there shall come up a cypress. Instead of the briar, shall come up the myrtle, and it shall be to the Lord for a memorial, for an everlasting sign that shall not be cut off. These are our sacred stories. Thanks be to God. One who thirsts, come to the waters. And you that have no money, come and buy it. Come and buy wine and milk without money and without price. Why do you spend your money for that which is not bread and your labor for that which does not satisfy? Listen carefully to me and eat what is good and delight yourselves in rich food. Incline your ear and come to me. Listen so that you may live. 
These ancient words from Isaiah are spoken to a people in exile. They are a promise. This is not their reality. These are people who've been forcefully removed from their homes, their house of worship, their land. People who have seen the devastation of war. These ancient words are connected not only to a future promise, but to the past, to stories of manna provided for the hungry in the wilderness and water brought forth from the rock for those who are thirsty. I recently heard the essence of these ancient words spoken anew by Ukrainian theologian and minister Fyodor Rajinets. He recorded an interview for a podcast called For the Life of the Word. It's out of the Yale Center for Faith and Culture. He recorded it on Sunday, March 13th, as he came in for 8 p.m. curfew after a day of feeding the elderly, the sick, weary soldiers, women and children stuck in the basement to feed, stuck there without electricity, or clean water, or medication, and increasingly without any idea of how any of this will end for them. That day, Reichenetz visited his seminary campus to find that it had been shelled by three missiles, destroying much of the campus, including his office. He described seeing the library books scattered along the rubble. Reichenetz, who experienced the Balkans' war, said he learned then that in war there is a front line, but also a rear guard. He said, and in these rear guards, there are so many things to do, so many things to be useful. So we decided that when the war started, we will build a small volunteers group, and we will just serve the people who suffered the most from the war, and these are the elderly and the children. We feed them. Because they are in the basements, he explained. They have no idea of what's going on in the world. And they're just there, blocked. They're scared to death. So many of them could never dream that they will experience a war again in their lifetime. They are hungry. So we decided, we just decided, to provide for these people. In addition to food for hungry bellies, Reichenetz and his rearguard colleagues also served communion. In the podcast, he's asked by the person interviewing him, what's happening at that moment? What does this communion stand for and symbolize? What does Christ's body given for the world mean in that moment? Reichenetz replied, it was an overwhelming experience for me because in the Balkans, I started to believe in what we call an open Lord's table, where everyone is welcome. And when there is something scandalous in the Lord's supper, how it takes place, because there are always people who shouldn't be there by our theological perspectives and our theological beliefs, and so on and so forth. But when we went there, and whatever I'm in that kind of situation, and I'm to serve the Lord's Supper, I always ask people, whoever, whatever church they are, or maybe they're not a church people at all, I will come to them with bread and I will say, 
this is the body of Christ for you. That body of Christ was broken for them as well. And I believe that we are just the instrument of this kind of situation. And there is a much bigger, invisible presence of God's grace, which can do something that we cannot do. We have all heard so many stories out of Ukraine. Uncommon courage from everyday people. People who run a radio station finding a way to stay on the air and do what they can for their country. Nurses and doctors going to extraordinary lengths to care for the wounded. Hearing the voice and words of a fellow minister gave me another glimpse into what's happening in Ukraine. Hearing Reichenak say, there is a much bigger, invisible presence of God's grace, which can do something we cannot do. Oh, I needed those words. I needed to share in his outstanding and amazing faith. And for me, reading again from Isaiah, I kept hearing Reichenak's words echo with the prophets. It's the promise of grace. Come and eat and drink for free. Promise not yet realized. Promise originally given to a people who knew death and destruction and invasion, and a promise given anew to each generation. Reichenak's wife died last year from COVID. And now, as I told you, the seminary where he works has been bombed. He lies in ruins. He doesn't know if his home or his church will still stand. From Isaiah we read, Incline your ear and come to me. Listen so that you may live. I will make with you an everlasting covenant steadfast, sure love. God has made a covenant and is still making that same covenant. Some of humanity's earliest recordings are of covenants. Covenants litter the pages of the Bible. In fact, one might argue that the Bible is, in essence, a collection of covenants. Covenant language threads its way through the relationship of Adam and Eve with God, through the story of Noah and his family, God's promises to Abraham and Sarah and Hagar and Ishmael, Moses and Miriam and the Hebrew people, to David. Covenant language weaves through Jesus' promises, stitched in so many of our hearts. Lo, I am with you, even to the end of the age. Covenant is not just a promise for the future, a reminder of the covenant. It is also a promise for the here and the now. A promise Theodore Reichenetz lives into in Ukraine. The specific covenant mentioned here in Isaiah is a covenant of steadfast, sure love. The Hebrew word here is hesed. It's a word most frequently used in reference to God's unwavering compassion. God's wonderful, tested love 
is from everlasting to everlasting, declared, declared the psalmist. It's a steadfast love that endures forever. Reichenetz understands this love. He said, it is not that love conquers fear, but it corrects fear. It challenges fear. And fighting that fear requires fighting to remain human, to retain some sense of humanity. He continues, I have to remind myself on a daily basis that we are humans. It is crucial in the midst of health not to lose our humanity, to preserve it, to show it, to demonstrate it. Because that's what the people need most at this moment. We will share in communion together this day. We will sing a first verse of there's a wideness in God's mercy. And then we will move outside to the garden side or the labyrinth side of our church building and we will pray and we will eat and we will drink. Please carry your communion cup back with you and there will be a receptacle for it for you at each door. This day of communion, think of yourselves, yes. Think of all the world. Think of grace and covenant. Communion and covenant is always open to everyone. You, exactly you, are welcome. Whatever you believe or don't believe, you are welcome. God's expansive grace is available to each one of us every moment. And so, everyone who thirsts, come to the waters. You who have no money, come and eat. Come and know God's covenant of passive, steadfast love endures forever, and it cannot be ended, not by war, not by fear, not by greed. It cannot be separated from the love of God, God's mysterious grace.